the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Very wonderfully encouraging scriptures this morning. Here from the Gospel writer Matthew, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be yours as well. You know, we, we don't want to put our feet in both sides of a camp. You know, we don't want to live in the world and, and then in the kingdom and think that that's going to work. But that doesn't work. We're all in, and God takes care of us when we're all in. We kind of keep our foot in another place. We have, there's another influence on us that draws us away. And so it's important to understand that we make that step and that commitment all through each day, and especially this day where we say, I'm all in. I'm a member of the kingdom of God. I seek that kingdom and his righteousness first. And I believe in that, that God will, will fulfill all other things in that. You know, there's so much we have to kind of, kind of sort through in our life and on our day and with our appetites and all this. But when we really get down to it, it's, giving ourselves to the kingdom. That's it. That's the place where everything makes sense, where things then, we have this sense of, uh, of uh, being present with God and God present with us. And then everything works out from there. So critical for us. And then the beautiful epistle to uh, the Romans so many wonderful statements of, by St. Paul. Uh, we are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've ac obtained access to grace, access to God's presence. And even, he says, because of all these things, we can even rejoice in our sufferings. Because sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance character, character hope. And then this beautiful, beautiful statement, he says, because of all this, love has been poured into your hearts through the Holy Spirit. How, how does God give you love? He does what? Pours it out into your heart. Like a bucket, right? A bucket. pours it into us. This is an aggressive move by God. Pours it into our hearts. This is a handed over. He pours it into our hearts. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. We need to, to be so rejoicing in how God takes care of us. And then we understand that, you know, we struggle that we sin and that somehow God doesn't accept us. That's kind of how we kind of deal with things, just in terms of our own kind of our, uh, our own countenance sometimes. But then we hear these beautiful words where uh, why one would hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps a good one would dare die for, but God shows his love for us and that while we were sinners, he died for us. So when we sin, this is very critical, when we sin, we need to know turning to God is the critical piece here. I sin, I repent, I turn to him because I know he loves me. 
I know because he died for me in my sinfulness. So when I go back to him in my sinfulness, he forgives me. We need to kind of make that connection. But of all these things, I think the beautiful word that came to me when I was reading through these scriptures, that we have peace through, with God through our Lord Jesus. We have peace with him. And what kind of peace is this? It's a peace that passes understanding. It's a peace from above. It's not that kind of peace like peace in the world. Because that, that comes and goes. This peace that passes understanding, this peace from God is permanent. It stays with us. It's eternal. It's a guide post for us. It means that when we're in this peace and we feel this peace that God is with us and we're with God. So I, I want to take that and encourage you in, in several things. Um, years ago, I came to Mother Victoria and uh, was reading the Philokalia. <laughs> and I said, Mother, I want to know how to be still. And she said, Father Nicholas, you can't do that. I said, Mother, she says, no, you're a priest, a father, and life is very noisy. Stillness means you've got to be completely quiet for long periods of time. That's not going to happen for you, Father Nicholas. So I was very disappointed, obviously. But she said, you can find peace. And let that be your guide. So she gave me a bunch of readings on that, and I wrote those down years and years ago, and I pray for peace. And there are certain things that the saints have kind of gauged for us, laid out for us, that will help us find that peace. So let me just go through them one at a time, and uh, maybe these will help you too. But this peace is such a critical thing that when we're at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, then that peace can govern us. That peace can be how we act, react to things. It, it, that peace should determine how we think, how we speak, and even what we do. We want to keep the peace, and when we speak, According to that peace, the peace stays. When we speak in some ways that's against that peace, the peace disappears. And we should be able to feel it. We should feel it, though. So the first thing that is, is, was given was seek peace and pursue it. That has to be a priority for you, for me. Seek peace and pursue it. When you get it, keep it. When you lose it, find it. That's got to be it. And I tell you, that is how I have governed my life. When I have it, I keep it. And when I feel it going, I go get it again. If I'm saying something 
that I shouldn't be saying and I find the peace leaving, I, sh I shut my mouth. I put a door over my mouth and lock it up because I don't want that peace to disappear. If I'm thinking stuff, and we've all been there, when you're at peace with God and you start thinking about stuff and that peace goes away, what should you do? What did he say? Find it. Not that. Later. That, I told you to do that later. Find the peace. Don't, don't think that way. It should just be an indication to you. Why am I doing this? Is it worth losing peace with God? To have these thoughts? Is it, is it worth that? And then our actions. We know when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing and we're losing peace. It should not, it should govern us. We should flee that activity. And then all those things in our life that bring that peace, the things we think about, the things we say, the things we do that encourage that peace, we should increase those things. So seek peace and pursue it. Secondly, it says practice bodily discipline. Because you know when your bodily appetites are out of control, the peace of God just kind of comes and goes. It's so interesting to me that people will come to me third, fourth, fifth week after Lent and, and say, Father, I've lost my peace. I'm having a lot of trouble. I was doing so well during Lent. Why? Because you were practicing bodily disciplines. You were practicing the disciplines. And, and you were getting to church more, you were fasting, you were praying more, right? You were giving alms, you were doing things in your Lenten practice that actually helped you keep the peace. Practice bodily discipline, seek peace, and pursue it. Very critical that we understand that our disciplines in our life help maintain the peace of God in us. So when we pray and fast and give alms, they, we are, we are, in our prayer, we are kind of setting our mind aright in God. When we fast, we are strengthening our will. And when we give alms, we are uh, strengthening our heart, giving compassion to our heart. So in these disciplines, the will the mind and the heart are strengthened, and that peace stays with us. So I encourage you to have a, have a practice. Don't, don't just, well, today's a fasting day. I wonder what I'm going to do. No, have it, have it planned. Practice discipline. And here's the one that we all very much love. Renounce your own will before God and other people. <laughs> Renounce your own will. You know, there's so many times when we could just back off an argument and not win it, and peace will come. And when we win, peace goes. We need to know there are times when we need to win. Okay? We need to stand up for what's right and good. But there are times, and you know those times, when stepping back away from yourself is a better option. It's a better option for you. 
and a better option for me. So we need to be able to understand that, to renounce our will, to just say, you know, is this important? Do I need to push this forward? Or is peace going to completely disappear? I remember talking to somebody who was going through, was thinking about going through a trial because they had been, um, they had been mistreated at work. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm not telling you not to do this, but I'm telling you it's going to cost you your peace. Not that it was, and they, they decided actually to go through it, and it was okay, and we worked through it. But you know how when you get into those situations where the energy is so strong, you've got to know what the cost is going to be there. And so where are we in these things? You know, can we step back a little bit? in certain circumstances, and renounce our wills to keep the peace, to keep peace. So don't be afraid to do that. And then to bear all trials as for your good. As St. Paul said in Romans, we rejoice in our trials because they bring perseverance and character and hope. Okay, so when we hit a trial in life, what do we do with it? There's a beautiful line when we're going through all this situation with Kevin uh, in James, the epistle of James, the first chapter, where it says, let patience have its perfect work. When we're in a trial, and that trial's going to go for a while, we need to learn that patience is our friend. And we need to let and let, keep ourselves there so patience can have its perfect work. So we will be lacking in nothing. So, so this, when we're in a trial, Lord, help me be patient here. Help me endure this to your glory. Help me endure this to my good. Keeps the peace. Keeps the peace. And then finally, uh, there's more things, but these are the ones I want to emphasize. He says, love and pray for all people. There's two words there now. <laughs> pray for all people, but love all people. And that can be difficult. For the people in our lives that we have the most difficulty with, these are the people we need to be praying for. But not just praying for them, but loving them. Love them. And sometimes you have to fight to do that. And that's good to fight for that. It's good to fight to love. St. John of Cronstadt says, force yourself to love. <laughs> if you have to. You know, sometimes we... Our problem sometimes is we look at all the things that bother us about a person. Well, there's things that are good about that person. Think about those things. Move your mind over to that side. You don't need to be thinking about all the things that bother you. Think, think about those things that are good. You know, you can even excuse them. You know, there's a great story of a monk that we had, um, this monk, the abbot Pavlos was here, and he told a story about not judging people. He said there was this monk that was, kept himself free from judgment, 
He said he passed by this one monk's cell, and it was so messy. And he went by the cell. He says, oh, this monk must pray so much. He doesn't have time to clean his cell. Oh, the monk is such a good monk. He has no time to clean his cell. He'd just be helping other people. What a good monk he is. And then they said he goes next to the next cell, and it's immaculate. He says, oh, this monk is so wonderful. He keeps himself so ordered. What a beautiful monk this monk is. You see how you can do that? He said, there's one thing. He, it was very interesting. He says, you know, you hear all these great disciplines. You know, pray for 10 hours a day, do 10,000 Jesus prayers. He said, you know, you can do things that will be a great help to you. One is don't judge others. Just don't judge them. And if you have to excuse them, they've had a hard day. They've had a hard day. You know, somebody on the road cuts you off. Have you ever done that before? You need to say, whoa, boy, I've done that one. See, not like, oh, that rotten driver. I'm going to go get them. No, Lord, forgive me. I did, I did that. He may even have done that. The Lord may have allowed that to happen so you'd remember your own driving sins. Have you, have you ever sinned on the road? <laughs> the highway is built for repentance. <laughs> the highway to heaven. You need to get it. You need to get it. All of this is because peace is the critical piece here, right? All these things bring peace to us. Not judging somebody, loving and praying for all people. So these things, that peace that passes understanding, that peace that St. Paul begins this chapter in Romans with, that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So may God help you, help us all maintain this peace. Because it says to us that God is with me and I'm with him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.